Well, I'm sitting here with um, Michael Bergeron. Um, I am Javin Sears, your host today. This is the Pride Cast, we want to call it, I guess. We'll call it something like that. Uh, I had Michael on here because I wanted Michael to talk about some recruiting stuff. Um, he is currently, I'll let you explain it for the people. Like, what do you do? What uh, What's your position right now? Where are you at? Uh, so currently, um, I'm a Division One FCS football player at Delaware State University. Uh, we compete in the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, which is a uh, conference filled with HBCUs on the East Coast. I'm a long snapper on the team. I've started for the past three years, and this year I'll be graduating with my degree in business management, and next year I'll be getting a Master's of Sports Administration at Delaware State University. I think it was like I think it was like three weeks ago. Um, I was when we came over to Renee's here and like I was asking you, you told me about how um, the kids that are graduating or who are the kids who are going to college right now, they got like three, four years to play. And you said by the time that you're done playing, even though you played three years, you said you still got three more years to go. How, how wait, could you explain that? Like, what? how did you get that? <laughs> that sounds crazy to me. So basically, uh, when I was a senior in high school, that was the I was graduating the spring of 2020, and obviously everyone knows the COVID-19 pandemic happened. And Crazy. since uh, that happened in the fall of 2020, uh, the majority of football seasons were canceled, and the NCAA made a rule that all people that were in college athletics at that time. Uh, that could be a COVID year. So it didn't start your, my, for me, it didn't start my eligibility. And my right. clock didn't start till the fall of 2021. So that was last year. So that was my first year, second year of college. <laughs> then this past fall, uh, due to some injuries and getting COVID myself, I redshirted. So I've done three years of college and I still have three to play we're going to get into like how you kind of got to that college in the first place. But before we even do that, I wanted to like go back, bring it back to the dolphin stage. Cause you know, this is a dolphin South Burlington dolphin podcast. And uh, I don't know exactly what years you started, but I know when I was there, cause we're the same, we're the same class. Um, I, I started in 20, 2012. Were you there before then? Like what are your years as dolphins? Yeah, I was there before then. I probably started in either, 2007 or 2008 I, oh my, my first gosh. year playing was was in kindergarten and they let me play a year early because my brother was already in the program and I was a little bigger you know for my age but when I was in kindergarten I didn't really you know I didn't really want to do it and uh, for some reason I just wasn't into it I didn't really know what football was <laughs> and I ended up quitting <laughs> like a few weeks into the season but then when first grade and everyone like my age was playing, I had all my friends there. I kept playing and I loved it. So, yeah, I've been, you know, right. playing since kindergarten, first grade. And, you know, it's been a fun time. But I started out when I was on the Dolphins and flag. I never played. I played wide receiver, running back. And then when I got to fifth and sixth grade, you know, there's the weight limit. Uh, I was <laughs> over the weight limit. So, me too. Center. I remember me and you were the centers in fifth grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a center. I don't even remember. I was I was playing like right guard and left tackle. Like I was doing some weird so, stuff. They put me at center, and I just started doing that. And you know, <clears throat> Dolphins, we always ran shotgun. So you know, right. 
I really got used to that motion of, of snapping the ball. And I think that's really what helped me later on when I started picking up long snapping. Right. So that's how you became a, the center. Like, cause I didn't make it. You, you were way better than me at it. I, I was just like backup for you. Probably the weight limit actually has changed recently. Like the weight limit is even like 10 pounds more than when we were playing. So I could have been playing like tight end. So what got you into like long snapping then? And cause I know you were center, were you still doing, you were still playing center in high school, but like, when did like long snapping kind of come into play for you? Well, so I like this story because it, uh, it kind of shows, you know, what's going on at the high school right now and shows, you know, the benefits of it. So when I was a freshman and sophomore, um, I was on the varsity team and I was like a you know, third string center. I'd be like a, you know, backup guard when I was a freshman, sophomore on the varsity team, but I only played defense. You know, they used me for linebacker. And right. when I was going to my junior year and we combined with uh, Burlington High School, I ended up not playing defense anymore, and I was only the center. Ah. They want they they need a long snapper, and basically what they told me was that you know we're not gonna do all these substitutions on special teams. You're just gonna be our long snapper. And at first, I was so pissed. I talked to um, the coaches, <laughs> and I was I was fighting against it. I said I don't want to do this. I've never done it. You know, we can just have someone else do it. But they were you know the Burlington coaches. They were set. They really oh, this is uh, this is this was like 2018. So when we were juniors, yeah, this, was, this was the fall of 2018, and they were set on me doing it. You know, there was no budging. So they uh, they just, they taught me, you know, the, the basics of it, and I just started practicing it every day. And we actually, when we were there, we uh, we only do 10 yards back. So you know, doing it at 10 yards at first is hard, but you know, now looking at it, it's like wow. Oh, well, what's yeah. college? 18. Oh, 15. 15, okay. But so I just kept doing it and doing it, and I have a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one time, you know, snapping and all that. And uh, Coach Belisle, Coach Doug Belisle, right, was our line coach that year. He knew I wanted to play college football, so he asked me, have you ever thought about going to college to long snap? And I was like, well, what do you mean? I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought, you know, you had to go. I, didn't even, I really I never thought that <laughs> right. was going to be college. I guess for some reason it just went out of my mind that someone has to do it. I said, right. I thought of that. And he said, well, you know, if you want to play college football, that's a great opportunity. Coaches love looking at that. So right. that, you know, incentivized it for me to want to get better at it. And he told me, I knew I probably wasn't that good, but he told me I was pretty good. So, you know, it motivated me to keep working at it. And, you know, in the end, it paid off. Wow. I remember back then you wanted to play basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you were like, I mean, I just totally forgot. You were nicknamed the Orange Mamba, <laughs> which suits yeah. perfectly with our, our black and orange. How long did that take to, like, really, like, make you think, like, oh, maybe I should do long snapping for real, like compared to like basketball, why did basketball kind of fall out and football take its place? Well, honestly, really what it was is that, you know, when I was probably like a sophomore in high school, uh, I really realized that my size wasn't going to be what it takes to make it at the college basketball level. And in the spring of my sophomore year, I started looking into you know, how to get recruited for foot. I looked up online how to get recruited for college football you know, I looked at the rosters and kids weren't that big a size, you know. So I thought I, I could definitely do it. You know, I'm a I'm a pretty good player. Right. So 
that's what I was doing. And up until I think the whole time of the junior season that fall for football, I was not even thinking about being a long snapper. I was emailing coaches. I was finally getting the hang of it. Coaches reaching out to me to play linebacker, O-line. And, you know, I was feeling pretty confident with that. And what really, really changed it was sometime in October, I took a visit to uh, Curry College. It's a D3 school mm. in Massachusetts. And I went there. And, you know, at that point, I was really starting to, to consider long snapping. That week, I had an email with a D2 coach just to long snap. And, you know, for me at that time, I was like, wow, D2, like, you know, that that's really good, you know, for someone from Vermont. So right. at that point in time, I was like, you know, maybe I'm going to go down here. I'm going to I'm going to tell the coaches I'm also a long snapper as well. And so, you know, we go down there. We, we tour the school. We meet with the coaches and they have us introduce, you know, who our name, our high school, we're from, what positions. And I say long snapper. And when I said that, all the coaches faces lit up. And I was oh. like. Oh, that's that's I thought that was kind of weird. Like, why, why did they get so excited when I said that? So I'm pretty sure our season ended. And after our season ended, uh, I went down to American International College, their D2 school in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, their coaching staff, they probably had the nicest, most welcoming coaching staff. One of, they, they really, really cared for me throughout the recruiting process. What they do? And, uh, I mean, just like they showed me so much attention when I went down there, like their head coach talked to me and my mom, you know, personally, their coach was always texting me, all that stuff. And that's when I realized like, wow, you know, I could just be a long snapper and you know, I'm getting a lot of, you know, attention, um, like talking to you about the future, you know, being on their team. And that's really when it clicked for me, like, you know, this is something I can do. And it gave me the confidence to reach out to, you know, more schools, Division Two, Division One, and that's really how I how I found out that that could be something I can pursue. Well, Mike, you know I got I actually got a list here. Um, I'm just gonna read I'm just gonna read it out real quick, and then you let me know what you think about it. So, I got Saint Anselm College, Merrimack College, Pace University, Trinity College, Stonehill College, American International College. Bryant University, Brown University, Marist College, Sacred Heart University, UConn, Franklin Pierce University, Assumption University, Stony Brook University, and University of New Haven. Do those do those sound familiar familiar to you at all? Yeah, those, those are those are all the schools <laughs> I, I went on visits to. I went on your Twitter and I and I just <laughs> was like, I was like, let me just do some do some homework and um. And I was just scrolling through and I just seen pictures. This man, Mike, just added every single college I could like see in the New England area. It's just like every last one. I you had so many of them. And like, is that normal? And talk about that a little bit. Like that that's a lot of colleges to hit. Like, why, why did you do that? Why'd you go about that? So I'll answer this uh, in two answers. Part of it, I'll go over like the recruiting process and part of it, I'll explain like why I did it. So gotcha. in the recruiting process, really, it starts the fall of your junior year. I was a little late to get started, but it turned out just fine for me. So really, the fall of your junior year and leading even leading into that, the summer of going into your junior year, you want to get out to camps, you know, show your face at colleges. You might not have to be in contact with coaches, but that's a great time to go out and, you know, go to their camp, show you're interested. So you, they can put a name to a face and your junior year, your junior fall season really should be focused on 
uh, honing in your skills, you're getting good film, getting quality, you know, reps in the games. And really at the end of that, you want to start preparing, you know, the list of what colleges you're interested in and what college you're interested in you. Because after that season in the winter, it's called uh, junior days that happen in the spring of your junior year. And a lot of those visits that are on my Twitter were uh, junior days. Gotcha. Basically what that is, is the college, what the colleges will bring in their prospective junior recruits uh, for a day in the spring. You'll see, you know, tour the campus, meet the coaches, um, see a spring practice or the spring game. And that's really a big step in recruiting because it shows those coaches that you're truly interested in their school and program. And again, mm. it's another time to meet them, talk to them. Excuse me. And that's one of the biggest things I noticed is that they want to see you make the effort to go to their school and their campus because right. all those visits, they can't, the, uh, the schools can't pay for that. All of those visits you have to pay for out of your own pocket. So it shows that, you know, you're very, really interested in those schools. And then some of the other visits were in the summer where a lot of the schools will want to see you compete at their camp, or if they're at another camp, they'll want to see you compete in person. They'll want to see how you run, see how you jump, see your agility. Um, for me, it was my snapping skills. Other might, other people might be how they throw the ball, you know, how they get down in their stance, how they pass block, all that stuff they want to at least evaluate in person because some stuff can't be seen or demonstrated on film. And right. then in the fall of your senior year, uh, you want to take game day visits. Some of those could be done in the uh, fall of your junior year if you already have connections with coaches, but it's not necessary. In the fall of your senior year, though, game day visits are really important because they want to get the recruits on campus that they're mm. serious about and that they're going to plan to bring in for official visits, which happens in the winter. After, right now, after uh, your senior year? Yeah, right now at Delaware State um, – Every weekend in January, they're having official visits with uh, guys that they're planning to offer, thinking about offering, or have already committed. And really, the official visits are, you know, what make it like a serious interest. Usually, you're going to – they really want you. And so, for me, I actually only took one official visit, and it was at Delaware State. Oh, oh, so oh okay. What happened was it was uh, – three weeks before signing day, three week, okay. three, sorry, three weekends before signing day. And I was trying to get my official visit set up. So what my plan was, was that I was going to go to Maine, University of Maine, two weekends before um, the official signing day and plan to do another one the weekend before the uh, national signing day. Oh, but okay. what happened was that Delaware State, they called me um, the week before my University of Maine visit and said, hey, you know, yeah. We're bringing all our, our scholarship guys. We're going to put on scholarship this weekend. We really want you there. You know, we're, we're going to offer you. What do you think? And I said, I didn't tell them I had another visit because, you know, <laughs> I, I told them what about the next week? And they said, no, we need you there this weekend. So, you know, I, I called University of Maine and I said, oh, I'm going to have to push it to the next weekend. Oh. So, um. I went to Oops. I went to Delaware State University's official visit two weekends before signing day. And my plan was on the way back, I was gonna do like just a day official visit at uh, Wagner College on my way back home. But so I went down to to the school for the official visit and yeah. I ended up committing. But the crazy part about that is on the way back. 
before yeah. I announced I was committed or anything, I got a call from the University of Maine, and they had a long snapper there that weekend. They were supposed, we were supposed to both be there at the same time. And the coach called me, and I was like, oh, shoot, he's calling me. I wonder if it's about, like, next week, and I'm going to have to tell him I'm already committed. So, right. so I answered him, like, hey, coach. And I just told him right away, and he said, oh. He's like, all right, well, uh, good luck. It sounded like that. And I was just like, dang, what if he was telling me that, you know, they were going to cancel my official visit because the other guy already committed. So in the right. end, you know, it worked out. Wow, that's so crazy. Did you just feel like Delaware State was giving you more of an opportunity or they, they were more like interested in you compared to UMaine? Well, yeah. So like the University of Maine, I call I never visited there. I never even met their coaches in person. And oh. when I had conversations with them, it was clear, you know, they told me, hey, you know, we want you to be on our team, but you know, as of right now, you're gonna be our third string long snapper, you're gonna be a preferred walk-on. And a preferred walk-on basically means that, you know, you have a guaranteed roster spot, but you're just not on scholarship. And they yeah. told me, you know, we're not sure we can guarantee you'll ever see the field. We're not sure we can guarantee you a scholarship, but, you know, we want you in our program. But at Delaware State University, you know, they gave, they gave me an athletic scholarship. And they told me, you know, right when they were recruiting me that I'm going to be their guy. Like, they're bringing oh, me in, start right away, and, you know, to play. And, you know, they – and. I had to do a lot of work to get to that point, but it all worked out. I just want to emphasize this, how the list of people that have gone D1 in any sport for the state of Vermont is like a very small list. And especially football, like I don't even know how many people, someone will have to do the back check that for me. But to hear that, like you're going to go D1 and you're going to be the starter as a freshman, basically. How did you feel about that? Were you ready for it? Were you surprised? I mean, like when they were recruiting me, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, that's like, that's what I'm preparing for. That's what I want. And, you know, it really, honestly, I'm thankful that COVID happened because it really prepared me to be successful at this level because I spent all that spring, all that summer before I went to school, just snapping and preparing. And even then when I got to the campus, we didn't have that fall season. I was still wasn't even ready until that spring because it just it really took a while to get to the the division like it's different like the speed right. of the game is way different you have to be fast consistent you really can't make errors so you have to rep it over and over and over again but wow. you know i knew what they saw in me and what they expected out of me so i knew i had to work every day to to keep that up because you know at division one level if you don't meet the expectations you know, yep. there's, there's no it's guarantee right. they're going to, yeah, they're going to keep you around. Yeah. Yeah. They could get, they could get you out of there real quick. Why do you think recruitment is so important? Uh, it's really important. It's just about, it's really what I would sum up as marketing yourself. Uh, it's like, really, I would just say it's like getting a job because, you know, sometimes employ, if you have a resume on the internet, sometimes employers might reach out to you say, Hey, are you interested in this job? job oh we like what we see but if you want that you know the the big ticket job or you want the dream job you got to go out and get it yourself you got to email the boss um reach out to the company apply and that's really how i view recruiting is that if you if you don't go get it yourself it's not going to happen for you especially coming from a state from vermont because how i explain it is you know why would a college 
you know, want to go get someone from Vermont when they can get a lot of this similar skill size right down the street, right in their backyard and, right. and save the money and resources. You have to put yourself that much above your competition to, to make it to the high level. And that goes for any level of college. You know, you have to make yourself that much better than everyone else, because if you don't, they're going to, they're going to do the same. What are your five steps that you'd recommend to young athletes today to get recruited? Well, so the first thing they really got to do is day one of high school, your freshman year, you have to get the best grades possible. Mm. The best grades you can possibly get, you have to do it. Because if you don't have the grades, the colleges can't do anything with you. So for example, like in my situation, uh, I'm lucky enough to, to be on full scholarship. But that's not a full athletic scholarship. I'm on a half athletic scholarship and half academic scholarship. Right. So it saves the school money where they don't have to spend a full athletic scholarship on me. And then it also saves myself money because I don't have to, you know, pay for school. And, Ooh. you know, really, that's the biggest thing. And that starts before you can even talk to colleges, just getting your academics right. Because if you don't have that, it, it really hurts your chances because number one, having high academics shows that, you know, you're, you know, you're mature. You can have a higher chance of uh, being successful in this environment because it's, it's a lot of work when you're here and, you know, academics can really slip through if, if you're not committed to it. Right. Uh, the second step that I would say is make sure you're in shape uh, and make sure, you know, you're consistently trying to eat healthy and working out on a consistent basis. You don't have to be, you know, uh, the strongest guy, you know, around, but just make sure that you're doing what you can to lift. That's really a lot of it because the biggest thing I've noticed is that there's a lot of guys in the state of Vermont who, who are skilled, who are fast, but when you take them out of that situation, they just don't have the strength um, as a lot of the guys, you know, outside of the state. That's really the one thing I've noticed. It's not really the ability. It's mm. more of the the physical, like the strength, the speed, the jumping. So always working on that is really important. Second or third would be marketing yourself. Uh, once it's time to start talking to coaches, getting a Twitter, emailing. I mean, I'll be honest. I sent, I sent probably 15 to 20 emails a day. Probably from when I started in the fall, end of my junior season, right up until I was committed, I'd probably send 15 to 20 emails a day, Monday through Friday, excuse me, to college coaches. What would you say? What would I, sent, I sent hundreds of emails. What, what would you say? Just, like, would you just be like, hey, I'm just introducing myself, telling them my, you know, like my name, where I'm from, my position, uh, like for me, it was my snap time. Uh, adding what I wanted to study, asking if they had any chance for visits, stuff like that. And I would send it, I'd go on the online and I would just find all the coaches' emails, um, find if they had Twitters, follow them, all of that, just to try to get get in, in their faces. Because what I'll say is also a lot of recruiting is luck. And, mm. you know, a lot of people say that a lot of it is just luck. You happen to be the one that, is at the top of the coach's inbox when he goes in the morning to check his emails, you know, cause if, 
if he's looking for a long snapper, he goes in the office, he opens up his email, sees, oh, a long snapper recruit. He opens it up. He likes what he sees. He might not scroll through the rest of his emails and your email is gone. Right. You know, a lot of it really is just is luck. But number four, wow. I would say I would wait. I would wait for a response. Um, you know, sometimes most of the time they didn't respond. If I sent 15 to 20 emails a day, I'd be yeah. happy with two responses. Right. That's like selling. That's, a, that's like literally like selling. Will make me happy. You know, and I would say to myself, well, you know what? If I only get, I would send like D all D one coaches emails, and the next day might be a mix of D one, D two, and like yeah. D two, D three. And I sent it to coaches of all divisions. I probably sent an email to every Division one school, every Division two school, and probably all the D three schools on the East Coast. <laughs> my film. Just, and it wasn't just one time. I had a process where I would send emails about once every two months where I would. So after I sent my initial email to them for the first time, I would add stuff saying, Oh, I just did this in the weight room or I just did this achievement, something like that and send another email. And what I would do, if I didn't hear a response the first time, the next week on the same day, I'd send a follow-up and then the next week. So three weeks or two weeks later, yeah, I'd say, Oh, um, like this will be the last time reaching out until I update you again. So I would send basically three emails in three weeks to the same coach, <laughs> wait a month or two, and then send it all again. Wow. Wow. Over and over until I had communication with a lot of these coaches. And a lot of them reached out, reached out back to you. Were there a lot that also didn't? Yeah, there was uh, the majority didn't reach back out to me, honestly. <laughs> like I was probably, I mean, you got to think about it. There's probably, there's about 250 division one football schools. I was probably only ever talking to 15 to 20 of them. You know, a lot of it is luck. So you've been through three years then of college football now. Like what have you learned from it? What are some things like what has college football done for me, for you, or maybe just even being in college? Well, honestly, the biggest thing I've learned is probably just, you know, time management, and how, and at least for me, of uh, the school I attend is how to adapt in, um, you know, different situations. But the time management is really one thing I think I'll take away from this is just because, you know, I'm graduating in three years uh, with my bachelor's degree. So a year early, um, you know, I've played football this whole time. So that's really the biggest thing. Wow. And um, so what what do you do on like a day to day basis? I guess like what's give us like one day from morning to night of what you do, like maybe on like a weekday. So right now we're in spring ball. Uh, so it's a little different than what our in season schedule is. Mm -hmm. uh, so right now, uh, Monday, Wednesday. Oh, so Monday through Friday, we'll have stuff on Monday. On my Monday, Wednesday and Friday are all the same. Uh, so my Monday will be, I wake up at 7 a.m., yep. uh, I'll go get breakfast, then I have lift at 8 a.m., and that lasts an hour. 9 a.m., uh, I'll go to the training room, get treatment uh, for whatever, you know, I'm, I'm feeling sometimes, you know, like a little sore, uh, get like, you know, massages, ultrasound, heat, do some like strengthening stuff. After that, I'll go back to my room take a shower, 
uh, rest for a little bit. Uh, then I'll, I'll have class uh, from 12 to 2. Uh, then I'll get lunch after that. And then my day's done. Uh, so I'll just rest, do some homework. Uh, maybe I'll go to the field, snap. On Tuesdays, though, uh, right now during spring ball, is a little bit more. Uh, we Ooh. have 6 a.m. conditioning <laughs> on the field. It's got to wake up at 5. Uh, so this, this past Thursday at our thing, we had uh, our conditioning was – uh -oh. We had five 20-yard oh. sprints, five 25-yard sprints, five 30-yard sprints, five 35-yard sprints, five 40-yard sprints. <laughs> and then after that, we had 15 110s. <laughs> and then we did a uh, – <laughs> No way. Yeah, we did all that in an hour. In and out. Talk about <laughs> yeah. time management. I remember when we had the freshman year um, – and we had to do like 16 100s. And I know we were all so nervous. We were like dead, like scared of it. And and then all of a sudden, before we started doing the conditioning, I think it was Coach Mack or something was like, Javin and Tobias, you guys cannot practice today uh, because we didn't have like something was wrong with our physicals or something. Like our physicals weren't in. But I was sure mine was in. I knew mine was in. I don't know what happened. But I didn't have to do it. And I just got to watch you all die. On Tuesday. Uh, we have the 6 a.m. conditioning. Then at uh, 7 a.m., I'll uh, go to the training room, get some treatment. After that, uh, I'll go get breakfast. Then I have downtime, you know, just to relax, uh, do some homework. <clears throat> After that, I go get lunch at around 12, 12, 15. Then we have a uh, lift at uh, 1 p.m. It goes till for an hour till 2. And after that, I'm done for the day. You know, can just do what I want. Gotcha. So it all depends on the day and stuff like that. Yeah, right now. We played football for almost 12 years or 14 years, basically. 14, 14 years, 15 now. Um, why do you think young kids should play football in general? And and um, maybe some things that you took away, but like what's so important about football and like why should more kids be playing? Uh, I really think that kids should be playing just because of the stuff that it teaches you. It really teaches you, you know, to work hard, uh, to have pride in the things you do, uh, to look out, you know, for your friends, uh, just stuff like that. It really, I don't think it can be taught. You know, it can be taught, you know, through other sports, other ways, but I don't think it comes across the same unless you're, you're really playing football. Uh, just it's, it's really different. I wanted to ask you this a long time ago. Uh, what are some of your in-game, only in-game, what are some of your favorite in-game moments going back to Dolphins days? Like way back when you were just a kid, we, you know, we didn't have nothing to worry about. No, no, no. We didn't have to worry about having the right grades really at all. Like something like having in-game, some of your favorite stories back then. Oh. <laughs> Anything that comes to mind. <laughs> I can I can go off one. I can actually name the first one that involved you. One of my first. Oh, I already know my, what you're about to say. Yeah, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. This is one of my first touchdown in football. Period was thanks to this man right here. It was um sixth grade, and we were playing Chittenden East, of course, at Chittenden East, and um, someone got like a sack. I don't know if you got the sack, 
and I'm playing DN, right? So someone got a sack, but it's a fumble sack. So the ball is on the ground. I'm coming around the corner, and all of a sudden, I see like Michael on the ground. You're like kicking the ball. You like kick the ball, and I'm coming and I pick that thing up and I score a whole touchdown. But I wouldn't have scored it if you didn't kick, kick it backwards because <laughs> there's a guy right behind me. Um, that's probably one of my favorite stories, like playing Dolphins ever. It was was that you gave me my first touchdown? <laughs> oh, I just thought of one. So actually, I remember this one. It was uh, you can go check the film too on this to, to make sure I'm this is exactly why I'm asking <laughs> <laughs> so you go check the film I'll tell you sixth grade Colchester the score is six six they're returning a punt and all I remember is that uh, I was hanging back and you know the kid was way faster than me and he juked me <laughs> I mean I was, I was I was left in my tracks like he juked me but I stuck my arm out and I stripped the ball. <laughs> oh, I stripped the ball and we recovered it and they didn't score. And it was a tie game at the end. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. Probably some other from my favorite moments are probably from the eighth grade season. I mean, there was a lot of fun plays from there, you know, and stuff. I can't really remember them off the top of my head, but just just that team. That was probably the, the most fun I ever had in a football season was that year. I mean, yeah. We we won games by a lot of points and we lost games by a lot of points, but you know we had fun. Oh man, that year—it's something that just never leaves you. It, it it never does. That's definitely my favorite season ever playing football ever in li- maybe even in life. Just like that year, and what we did in the playoffs was just so like where we started and where we ended. It was just like it was like you couldn't believe what was happening. It was very inspirational and like, it will always stick with me. Yeah. Why do you think that that year kind of like stood out above all for you? You know, I really felt like at least, you know, for the people that were on our team, it was really a year that, you know, we really took a step as, as athletes. And I think all of us can say we really matured from the end of our seventh grade year to the end of our football season in eighth grade you know, like we really, I feel like matured as, as, you know, teenagers, I'd say, or pre-teenagers. Right. You know, you know yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we, we went there on our own, you know, during the summer, no one had to tell us to do it. You know, we, we really bought in and for a lot of, you know, people that age, it's, it's hard to see the bigger picture. And I think everyone on our team saw what we were working towards, what, what our end goal was. And that stuff, you might not even see it at the at the college or high school level teams with that kind of mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from day one, our goal was to win the state title. And mm. we were we we were this close. We were this close, I mean, to just going on to the final game. But I knew after that semifinal game, uh man, it just burns. But I mean, I remember in the offseason when we were going to people's houses, all four of us. We, I don't know if you remember this. We didn't have enough bikes, but we would run and bike all the way down the street <laughs> over here <laughs> to go get some kids to come play. I'm not going to name, but, you know, we we went all the way down there and doing a whole bunch of stuff trying to get kids. Um, and, and like, we were dedicated. It, it was we one sold thing. raffle tickets. Oh, yeah. We sold <laughs> hundreds of raffle tickets at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> With the cart <laughs> through the parking lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> we did everything. And I we got our jerseys. I don't know. You got yours? I got my jersey. Yeah, I got, I got the, the football, the jersey. Can we can we go back some more uh best moments? Go ahead. Go ahead. You thought of one? Yeah, I have some from high school. So for high school, I'm trying to oh. think of one uh from each year. Uh my freshman year probably would be like uh my first tackle I made on varsity. <laughs> I remember it was like uh it was against Colchester and it was just a, a straight ISO up the middle. I was right there and I just I just dove at him and I made, made the tackle. And I remember everyone was cheering. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, this is this isn't dolphins. <laughs> wait, wait, freshman year varsity? Right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And sophomore year, probably uh, you know, it wasn't a great season, but you know, my favorite moment was probably beating Essex in our first game. Because at that point, we were now on a two-game win streak, and I really thought, like, you know, oh, we're changing this program. You know, I really – I was really happy with all the work we put in. I, I really was proud. Yeah. Uh, then probably from our junior year, hey, I think here. everyone can say this, beating Rutland last week of the season ah! to go to the playoffs. <laughs> the one-yard goal line stand. I mean, that was the craziest game I ever played in. And we would have, like, had a tie if we didn't score right there. Or we would have lost. We would have lost if we didn't score right there or something. Yeah, we would have lost. Well, so it was – it was we were up 34-28. But if they would have scored, they would have had a chance at the PAT to win. Well, right. and But they missed the PAT, though. Or we missed the PAT. Oh, that's why. Like, was... we, scored, we scored on our first play, and we missed the PAT. And gotcha. oh, so all that's... they had to do was score and hit the PAT to win, but we stopped them from scoring. Right, on the on last fourth down. down. On, on like, two-yard yard line. line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was, that was probably the craziest game uh, I ever played in. I mean, that was that was to make the playoffs. They were the number one team in the state at the time. I mean, that was just insane. And what happened that game, I mean, yeah, it was just crazy, everything. And then we had to play them again next week, and we lost. But anyways <laughs> – then probably from, Anyways, our, from, uh, from our senior year, uh, I probably had two favorite moments from that season. The first one was in our scrimmages against BFA St. Albans and Essex. Oh, that was probably the, the the time I felt like as a group we were the most dominant ever. <laughs> I mean, I felt like that day in those scrimmages, you could put us against any team in the world and we would have we would have played with them. I mean, I don't think we let up we one touchdown. You know, I don't think we let up more than two yards on any play of like defense we were scoring true? i mean we we were dominant i don't know what happened after that but <laughs> yo yeah i was gonna say senior <laughs> year our team pretty bad that day it was our, our, our year was actually we thought we were gonna be really good and then we had the talent too though like we did we kind of had something going then my my second favorite moment from uh that year was uh two games when we beat North Country, and you know, we thought it was our last game we were ever gonna play. So, you know, we were going right. like we were going crazy. <laughs> like we were going absolutely insane. Cause we we because we, we thought we were gonna have a game afterwards because uh one of the teams, two of the teams forfeited. We didn't know we were gonna play. Right. And so we thought it was our last game. And then come yep. to find out, we had to play CVU. Well, we played CVU next week, and I mean, we yeah. really beat them up good. And then and, um, and Ronnie was right there. I remember Ronnie. He was going. He was um so happy. I think he had like 155 yards and two touchdowns. Three, three touchdowns. <laughs> three touchdowns. <laughs> Ronnie, shout out Ronnie. We need Ronnie on the pod. 
This man, Roddy, is just, oh, my God. I remember all year he was saying he wanted to be the running back, running back, running back, and he was hurt, and, and he still went out there. And he was – I remember the play. I don't know what it was. I think it was sweep to the right or something. And you were just somehow – I don't know. You were all the way at the safety level, and he was right behind <laughs> you still. You're, you're playing center, and somehow you're lead blocking. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but uh, – <laughs> like, How did – what? I don't get that, thinking about that. But um yeah, senior year was crazy. I mean, I remember that North Country game. That was one of my favorite games too. Yeah. That and uh then probably if I go, you know, my three years of college, probably my favorite play for my freshman year of college, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, my first snap, you know, that I did that I played. And I was so nervous. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> then probably for my second year, you know, the first full season, uh when I had a tackle, I had I think three tackles. Uh, my that year, but it was our last game, and I had a really nice solo tackle against uh, the first team all conference returner on pun. Wow. Oh, what team? And then uh, North Carolina Central. And then this past year, probably my favorite moment was uh, our first game back from being out for like five five weeks. Uh, we were playing South Carolina State uh, down in South Carolina, and they beat us three times in two years. And we really wanted this one. And it was my first game back. We went to overtime. And I snapped the game-winning field goal to win the game. I mean, that was probably – that was crazy. I mean, we wanted to beat them so bad. We lost them three times in a row. We finally did it. I mean, that game was crazy. And while that game was going on, quick story time. I'm sitting over here at the office, right, (laughs) with Coach Renee and Linda, his wife, and we're watching the game, right? Literally every two minutes or so, we're watching your game. Every two minutes or so, the screen would just cut out. The game would stop. We would have to plug in everything again <laughs> and let it go. Another two minutes gone by. And then all of a sudden, during the fourth quarter, it was good. It was good. It was perfectly clear. And I'm like, yo, yo, they're getting lined up to kick this field goal for the win. <laughs> Or something like that at the end of the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden, cuts out <laughs> right before the kick. You lined up in everything. We couldn't even see the damn kick. And, and um, then I'm like, a couple minutes later, I check on my phone. I see that it goes to overtime, and we're still trying to get it up, but it wasn't working. And then we finally get it up, and it's like the post game, like people talking, like after the game was over. We had no idea who won, but I'm <laughs> glad y'all won that in the end. <laughs> Right, yeah, y'all won it. Yeah, yeah, we won that okay. one. So what's the future ahead for, for Michael Bergeron? Oh, uh, well, so right now I'm trying to finish up. I missed my last semester of my bachelor's degree. And next year I'm planning to uh, um, get my master's in sports administration from Delaware State University. Um, then after that, I'm going to plan to get a master's in education. Uh, that'll probably be a two-year program, and that should finish up my eligibility. Um, I'm going to try what I can to make it to the next level. Uh, I'm going to do everything uh, in, in my power to get those opportunities. Uh, if it doesn't work out, I either want to go into – I'm not really sure what I'll do, but I either want to go into coaching football at the college level or the high school level. Um, if I do coach at the high school level, I want to be a teacher uh, or an administrator. And if none of that works out, I – do you see myself working in like a, a college athletic department, uh, either working in like compliance, uh, you know, you know, AD, something like that. 
Well, if anyone watching this right now needs somebody like that, everybody right here, Michael Bergeron himself, guys. All right, I got one. I got one last question for you. This might be a hard one. Can you define pride for me and the meaning behind it? What it means to you? Well, the technical meaning is personal responsibility for individual daily effort. But what it means for me is, you know, every day giving it your all and whatever you have to do. Because at the end of the day, what you accomplish and what you do is going to have your name behind it. And it's your choice to either have that, have this behind your name be good or bad. That's really what it means to me. Well, I like, I like how you sum that up. I totally agree. And thank you for coming on and for the pod of uh Pridecast. I'm we may whoever see what the name is. And um, you know, we wish you the best of luck here at the Dolphins. And I think everybody watching, you know, to keep doing your thing and you know, the whole stays watching you. And you know, we can't wait to see what's next for you and your journey. And hopefully uh we get to see you play this fall. So uh I'll try to come to one of your games and stuff like that, but keep on grinding every day, man. You know, we we believe, we believe. Oh, I thank you. I appreciate it. Hell yeah. And we might have to do one of these in the future too. So um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, Um, signing off. Any last words for the people at home? No. All right. We're signing off out of here. We out. All right.